Everybody has a passion. But what if you could get paid to talk about your passion? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. All right, let me explain. First and foremost, it's free. There's tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. You can make money from your podcast even with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one singular location. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Good, 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 good day, Panther Nation. This is an excellent and exciting day today because it is draft day. So, you know, even if you're listening to this episode later, today is the day of the draft when I'm recording this. This has been an exciting process going through all the mock drafts. It's been an exciting process, you know, just talking about all the different players coming out of the collegiate game up until this point. So I'm just excited to be here with you right now. We're going to do our final mock draft and our in-depth analysis of each position round by round. Once again, you're listening to The Prowl Report, and I am your host, The Panther Guru. I wish, I wish, I wish that Malcolm was here for this episode. And actually, I might try to get him on this episode. Give me one second, Panther Nation. What's up? What's up? What's up? Panther Nation, how are you guys doing? I hope that you guys are staying solid, having fun, enjoying yourselves. Staying safe. Staying safe, most importantly. And I am Mr. Know-It-All. I'm here with the Panther Guru. (laughs) He has to do all that. My bad, my bad, my bad. Now you good, man, you good. I'm just playing with you. Uh. You know, shout outs to him for actually taking care of uh, the Twitter channel and, and keeping you guys engaged. I've been busy. I'm working on a master's degree. So, you know, snap your hands, clap your feet, do whatever you want. And just show some love to me. Uh, <laughs> I like that. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're, we, we I've been staying on this topic and, you know, I'm learning that uh, we're actually coming into some discussions where we're thinking about, uh, should we actually resign Marty Herney? Um, what do you guys think? Do you think uh, do you think we should resign Marty Herney or or what? How would you, how do you feel about that, Guru? Yeah, I think the fans probably will have a mixed opinion on it. I know guys that probably love Marty and some that hate Marty. You know, the Prowl Report actually ran a poll on Twitter, and we love how so many people really engage with our polls. I'm not gonna lie, our polls get like tons of interaction. People really love our polls. Um, I think that's because, you know, Mr. Know-It-All comes up with all the great topics that you guys are going to uh, debate over. But, um, no, really, it was really overwhelmingly, I'd say, 88% said, get rid of Marty. You say he doesn't do well in the draft, which I have to disagree with, and that he's horrible when it comes to contracts and free agency. Mm. I think... Yeah. Get that whole get a liaison. I think Marty needs like a number two. I think Marty's kind of keep him for the draft, but let somebody else handle, you know, the other aspects of, you know, being a GM. Yeah, I mean, you have to also think about this. Um, you gotta think like players, players. Yes, like 
I think people will judge him based upon like on free agency on like what type of players he can bring in. But at the same time, it's not Mario Hernia's decision on what players come here. It's the players' decision on what on what they do. You know, on if they want to come to a come play for a certain team. I mean, look at what's happening over there in Dallas. Dak Prescott, I think he got like uh, offered it for like ninety five million dollars or something for five years, and he doesn't even want to take it because he doesn't want to be in Dallas for that long of a time. So, if you know, players want to go play for teams. Uh, that they want to play for. They don't want to play. They don't want to just play for any other any team. I mean, I know I'm going off topic, but a famous story. You know, Eli Manning. Eli Manning was drafted by the San Diego Chargers, and Eli was like, "I don't want to play for San Diego." Like after he just got drafted, and they traded him to the Giants, and then the Giants traded Philip Rivers to the San Diego Chargers. You see. Uh, the players want to be play for a team. They they will do anything they want to, and if they don't want to play. They they just don't want to play for the team. So I don't blame Marty Herney uh, for free agency. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we turn some free agents into uh, top stars like Ted Ginn. I mean, Ted Ginn, his career has lasted longer than a lot of people, and 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 he's had a lot of success in different areas and. I, I'm like when I see Ted Ginn play, I, I I really like it because I feel like yeah, like he was definitely an underdog. Uh, maybe not coming out, but the NFL kind of made him like yeah, you're just a punt returner. But now he does so much other things. But yeah, just to get back to my overall answer, no, I do not think we should uh, get rid of Marty Herney. I think he should uh, stay put. Um, he's an original piece, and yeah. Uh, how, how about how do you feel, Guru? Yeah, I say we get rid of Marty. You're always talking about how we're, every team is like moving towards this whole new regime idea. Marty's got to go. I think we keep him as a draft liaison. That's all. Why do you think we keep him as a draft liaison? I mean, are are you saying, like, talent is talent. I mean, I would fight that back with saying, like, look at Bill Belichick. I mean, every year. You know, he has new talent, new players. Um, Actually, I can't even say that because this year we're actually about to see the truth about Bill Belichick and we're going to see the truth about Brady. So I can't say that at all. Um, Man, who's been in the league long and has been that successful? So, yeah, you may have a point. Who's been in the league that – who's been on a team that changed so much that's still there? I mean, that's hard. Uh, that's very, very hard to, to say. But, you know, I think – so we want to – so how long is uh, Matt Rule the head coaching job for him? I think it's like four years, right? No, I think he signed a seven-year deal. A seven-year. Okay. If he signed a four-year, seven-year deal, however, like that's still – he's he, he is playing with Marty Herney pieces, right? So – if Marty Herney pieces aren't working, then yeah, like he's gonna end up being getting cut. If these draft picks aren't gonna work out, he's gonna get cut. So uh, it's gonna be tough. I mean, everybody's on. You know, Tepper. I don't. I don't. I don't take him lightly, man. He's an action guy, and uh, I expect him to put a lot of action in. No, absolutely. And but, and when you talk about Marty pieces, I think this is a great segue to talk about. Another one of the Marty's pieces in Curtis Samuel. I feel like Curtis Samuel has been underutilized 
in this Panthers offense, maybe not because of everything by his fault, maybe a little bit of things were a scheme, maybe some of the things were due to a couple of the niggling injuries that he has as a speedster. However, I felt like Curtis Samuel should have done exactly what a former Panther and Ted Ginn did for us when he actually was our number one receiver by default. And Cam was like, took us all the way to the Super Bowl. And that's a lot of pressure to put on Curtis. However, Curtis Samuel had a, and and I'm kind of biased because I'm an Ohio State fan. Curtis Samuel was doing things at Ohio State that were like ridiculous. He was unguardable. I just feel like he could really duplicate. I know it's the NFL. However, Curtis Samuel is so dynamic that he can really produce. He's a speed so that I can really believe will produce at this level. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, one thing about speedsters is that when they – that ball has to be on target and on time. They're not an easy target to hit because they're moving so fast. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, I think Curtis Samuel will definitely uh, – Teddy Bridgewater get that ball to him. Concealing it through the roof. Uh, I know at Ohio State he was a great return guy. However, I don't want him to be that for the Panthers anymore. I think we need to preserve him. Um, he has value. And even if, let's say, Curtis Samuel has a great year, you know, this year, I, I mean, he has value. So even if we wanted to trade him next year, we can. But we need to make sure, like, we, we're, we're getting these players to play at a high level. We're saving this big money. We don't – we see, the reason why we got Teddy Bridgewater isn't because he's the future. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater for the next quarterback that we sit, that we throw big, big money at. Um, so, yeah, uh – that's where I think I'm going to end my segment on with uh, Curtis Samuel. Fair enough. So let's also talk about Carolina as a, as a team in general, because a lot of people tend to think that, oh, Carolina is going to underachieve. They don't really have a playoff caliber team. And I actually beg to differ. And Mr. Know-it-all, when we did the schedule breakdown, and for you fans that haven't checked out, our uh, podcast episode when we go over the Panthers' schedule for 2020. I really encourage you to go back and take a listen to that podcast because Mr. Know-It-All expertly broke down the Panthers' um, upcoming schedule. And I'm giving him high praise because he literally did an excellent job of telling you exactly why the Panthers would be above 500 before they even their bye week hit and why that late bye week could really benefit them going into a playoffs and why they could be a playoff team. I don't, I'm not saying that he has to stick to that opinion, and his opinion may have not changed because he didn't give a prediction that day. So I'm not going to pigeonhole him. However, I believe that the Carolina Panthers will be a playoff team. I think that their record is going to be 10-6. and six. They sneak in there, and that they're going to get back to their winning ways because this can be one of the most dynamic offenses in the NFL because, like you said, Teddy Bridgewater is not coming in there to be some little dink and dunk guy and even if he is dinking and dunking, he's dinking and dunking to guys that you can't tackle, like Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Roby Anderson. Good luck getting any of them in open space. Well, I think I think uh, this season, I think the Panthers are going to be actually twelve and four. That's bold. <laughs> That's very bold. Twelve and four. Um, why do I feel this way? Uh, I feel this way one. <clears throat> The Saints, Falcons, Buccaneers, they all have new talent and lost talent. And 
what I have to say about that is it's easier for an offense to attack a defense because the defense doesn't know what the offense is doing. They're guessing. They're looking at personnel, right? And we've always been an offense based upon personnel and and, and you know what's going to happen. So I do think that and this new college, the college playbooks and these these same theories that are going to they're not going to know what to do with it. And it's easier to do that that way. I mean, with defense, you, you kind of don't know. And I, I just don't I just don't see Tom Brady. I see Drew Brees is, will be effective, but I just don't see Buccaneers, Falcons, or, like, you know, Tom Brady, like, having this crazy great year because this time they were quarantining, like, they're probably talking on, you know, laptops and listening to each other on phones and stuff about what to do and, if they are gathering, it's not going to be everybody, you know, and I, I just don't think that they had the time to practice to make, you know, that chemistry come. So it's going to take time. I mean, that's one thing you know about chemistry. I mean, come on, when Kyle Allen came on the field, I mean, you know, he had to build that chemistry that, that trust with these players. I mean, of course, everybody's going to trust Tom Brady, but is Tom Brady going to trust you? You know, so I, I just think that, you know, we're going to get we're going to get by early on the season. And, you know, because everybody's going to try to be, be playing catch up. And I think that that's going to give us that upper edge because we already have elite weapons on the offense. Um, yeah, man, my predictions are bold because, you know, I do I don't believe in miracles, but I do believe in opportunity. And what I just explained is why I just think uh, – There'll be opportunity for us to steal one or steal a couple, steal a couple games, for sure. No, absolutely, and I'm I'm glad that you definitely gave us another breakdown about that, um, because like you said, the offense has a lot of potential, and if the line is able to hold up and really produce, oh man, this Panthers team could be a very, very, very scary team. And the defense as well, with all the young playmakers that could come out of that group, I think this is going to be a team to watch. Not maybe not early on. We're not nobody's going to be calling for a Super Bowl right now, but I do think that the Panthers are definitely a Super Bowl caliber team in the next five years again. I I think we'll be another uh, a Super Bowl caliber team in the next two. Hmm. Mr. Know-it-all with the bold predictions, Panther Nation. Feel free to grill him, but make sure that you guys do it either on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or our Twitter account, at The Prowl Report. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, one more thing I wanted to add on top of this thing. I, I, I want to I I let – I want to know – how many fans are going to actually attend a football game? Um, you know, so we should make that a poll. Hey, fans, do, do, are you agreeing to, uh, you know, will you guys go out and purchase a football ticket to a football game now? I want to know who has plans to attend a Panther football game. And, um, yeah, definitely for sure. Just let us know the polls that we put up. I think that would be a great interactive uh, poll for us and for you guys to see. Uh, like 
how many people are out there shopping for these tickets? I mean, let's see. Well, Mr. Know-it-all, I think that's a great poll. And look forward, Panthers fans, to seeing that poll very shortly, very soon. And, yeah, let us know your honest opinions because I know for me, I would love to attend the Panthers game. Um, and I've always been looking to attend as many Panthers games as possible. Uh, the atmosphere is electric at Bank of America Stadium. And, yeah, I think that that's going to be a real concern with all everything that's been going on. So I would be very curious to see how many people really put themselves out there. And, of course, everybody wants to be safe, of course. And I'm not saying here advocating go risk it all in the name, the name of fandom, you know. But just realistically, you know, if everything kind of dies down and, you know, football gets, you know, starting up in September, October, you know, are you going to go to a game in October or a game in November? Is that enough time that has elapsed from a lot? Yes. Would that be enough time, you know, to definitely, you know, go ahead and buy a ticket or what will happen? I'm very interested in uh, what's going to happen. Um, thank you guys for coming to the Proud Report and supporting uh, like we always say, we're sponsored by Gambix. Uh, if you need a website built or you have any business ideas, go with Gambix. Um, thank you for your time. Please stay safe. Please make sure if you leave your house, you have your PPE. Um, I'm grateful for you guys. Just part- partici- I can't speak. Participation on Twitter. You. And on that note, see you guys next week.